Yes, it's a Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. And now the hosts of Science Patrol, Rich Conroy and Pat Rooney. Hello and welcome once again to the Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. My name is Rich Conroy. With me as always, report, uh, reporting in from this secure location off-site, his lovely and confident Hey everybody, how are you? All right, so today we're going to talk about um, two more entries in the 28th season of Ultraman, uh, Ultraman 4. Uh, but first, we have some news. Um, oh, breaking news. In, uh, broken news, we'll call it. Broken news. Okay, <laughs> yeah. fine. Uh, one is that um, they announced what the September release for Mill Creek is, and it's going to be Ultraman Ginga. Uh, the box okay. says it's going to be Ultraman Ginga, Ultraman Ginga S, the movie. Um, I'm sorry, Ultraman Ginga, Ultraman Ginga S, the series, the Ultraman Ginga S movie, and Ultra Fight Victory. All in okay, one box. that's a lot of stuff. Yeah, I'm excited about that. That's that's a that's a nice package. Uh, 49.95 retail. So or uh, uh, suggested manufacturer suggested real retail price. We'll probably see it coming in at about 22 bucks on Amazon. Uh, that's not terrible. No, and that's uh, that gives us July off apparently because we've got uh, Neo Ultra Q coming in in uh, August. And that coming in in September, so it looks okay, like they're cool. giving us a they're throttling back a smidge, uh, which is nice. Um, <laughs> that because, way, it won't go completely broke. Oh my god! All the shirts that are coming out, like I've seen, see, I've seen. Did you see Michael Nikolai on our Facebook group spent ninety bucks on Ultraman? I saw that. <laughs> but they're Stop cool looking. I'm not saying that they're not. They are cool I don't looking. Have Ninety bucks for Ultraman shirt. Well, I'm just in between. I'm not in between sizes. I'm too fat, and so I don't want to get <laughs> fat boy shirts because I'm not going to be in them for forever. And I don't want to get thin shirts because I won't wear them. For I have a lot of goal shirts already, I and already. I don't need more goal shirts. What I need is more <laughs> stuff to fit into now, but I don't want them to be expensive shirts. Um, I gotcha. The other thing is, you remember Mego, uh, the Mego superhero dolls from when we were younger? They were like eight inches. They had fabric clothes. And I saw get... those coming out. I saw yeah. your, your Ultraman Mego figures. Holy those moly! Cool. Yeah, I'm real excited about that. They did sort of a Mego knockoff in Japan um, back in the '60s. Um, they came in like little window boxes, um, but now their Mego is officially licensing products from Ultraman. And I, could Very not nice. be more pleased about that. Yeah, so that's pretty exciting. And uh, Matt wants us to, to remind everybody that the Stay at Home with Ultraman project that's up on YouTube um, that Subaru has been doing every week since May, uh, those episodes are subtitled. Oh, I have to look at those. because I, I, I didn't realize. They're so they're showing two episodes of various Ultra stuff. Um that are of uh, like a positive spin, like, you know, very okay. uplifting stuff. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. So let us talk about the uh, next two episodes in our Ultraman orb, uh, which are uh, Justice Out of Control and Never Say Never. Yeah. How surprised were you for another two-parter right after the... Um, Right after the uh, clip episode, blog episode, uh, the clip episode. I I prefer the two parters. I have to admit. Well, sure, I you was get a more little surprised. Stuff. You get more. Yeah, you get yeah. more stuff. Yeah, 
It's two, two, two minutes and one, you know. Um, so uh, here's our synopsis of the 14th episode of Ultraman Orb as we go into the, the back 14, if you will. Um, the SSP help out a group of workers who are working on springs that are used to build the VTL's machinery. When suddenly an enormous robotic dragon appears from a portal in the sky, uh, the SSP name it Galactron, and it awakens and brings mass destruction, uh, claiming its starring purpose Don is justice for the... <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? Guest starring Don Knotts. <laughs> and Barbara Mandrell. <laughs> I'm just pulling 70 <laughs> celebrities now. Exactly. Kiki D guest stars. But, oh, uh, good God. <clears throat> and um, so, yeah, this is... Um, after Shin, uh, you want Shin to give a date out. and a director on this? Oh, I'd, I'd love to. Um, thanks for reminding me. 10 8 of 2016. Yuichi Abe is the director, written by Sotaro Hayashi. Um, so Shin is out doing part time jobs for this company who makes springs. Uh, Guy was then forced to become the SSP's cameraman under the guidance of Jetta for their new commercial, um, right. which was. Fairly ridiculous. Okay, very ridiculous. Fairly? <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. You can yeah. say it, I will. Yeah. So you have Naomi doing the whole no, we never say never, that's our motto. And then Jetta is is there dressed as an old timey like Cecil B. DeMille. Yes. Director. <laughs> it's like with Absolutely. the with the newsboy hat and the jodper pants and the high socks <laughs> <laughs> and the the, the 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 plastic megaphone. Good stuff. Um, Jedi, however, chastises uh, Guy for his bad filming techniques because it's all Dutch angles. <laughs> Listen, we've seen weird angles in this show before, so yeah. I can't argue with weird angles. And what's funny is, like, they call it a documentary at the countryside, and it's like, no, no, that's totally going to be a commercial. Um, <sighs> after a long day at working at Kofune Manufacturing, it's boss Kofune's turn to uh, help his workers out and he invites him for uh, a yakisoba meal and uh, allows Shin to invite his friends as well. Uh, which is weird because he, no one else can, there's no plus one for anybody else. Yeah, no plus one for And he gets a plus else, three! Can, exactly. He gets a plus which three, I don't come on! I how that works. Usually it's just a plus one, not, you know you get three. <laughs> yeah, for, yeah, your fat guy gets not, you don't get to bring a year enough. You, you, that's minus one. You here four hours. Yeah. You go home. <laughs> you go home now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I thought that was pretty great. And uh, I ate that late. I watched that late at night and I was like, I want what they're having real oh, bad good. right now. It yeah. really looked good. So, I just uh, want to be able to eat out somewhere. That's what I keep telling Trish. I want to be able to eat out anywhere at this point. I don't I'm still not ready. I don't want to eat out. I want to eat out, but I don't want, like, they opened the flea market down at Collinswood. Right. And I'm like, I'd love to go to the flea market, but I don't want to be near people. Hmm. <laughs> it's a quandary, Patrick. That it is. I know. We're planning next weekend to go out to a restaurant on whatever the nicer of the two days of the weekend is. To try to eat outside. outside. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm not, I don't think I'm ready for that. I would I would go to someone's backyard before I would go to a restaurant yet where the general public is. Fair enough. Fair enough. I don't, I'm I'm not a fan of the general public in general sometimes, <laughs> and uh, just now, no. 
No, no I not, get it. I get it. No, sir. Um, especially not with the uh, everybody like, oh, masks are tyranny. Yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, Whatever. Please. Um, so anyway, the guy is enjoying his yakisoba, and the manager decides to teach him how to cook it. Uh, and he and does that was a very... That was a great sequence. <laughs> and did you notice that he used the phrase as the Burmite phrase? I'm going to borrow your heat. Yeah, bring me, I'm going to bring the heat or something. I was like, that's exactly. great. <laughs> that is fantastic. And then suddenly, sure enough, uh, Galactron appears. Now, this is this is a weird situation because it doesn't appear that Galactron was summoned. Nope. Um, which is what we've seen lately in a lot of the newer ultra shows is that uh, the big guy, the big bad summons all the monsters. You don't right. get a lot of organically appearing like, Hey, look who just showed up. It's red King, you know, yeah, exactly. for, for no apparent reason. Everything has to be, Oh, this one was summoned for this, or this was because of this. Um, I kind of like that. It's interesting. It is a different way of doing it. I did. And yeah. I did like the design. It's very old school to get him. Oh yeah, true. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh yeah, I always love Galactrons, like the little sigils that appear in the uh or sigils, I don't know. Um it's fine. The gift symbols. GIF. Yeah. <laughs> there you oh go. no, no, it's not gif gif. It's <laughs> it's gif. Gif is I don't care. I, know I don't care that. what the guy says who invented it. <laughs> That's like saying, Oh yeah, well, do you like that movie from the eighties with Jordan Jekko? <laughs> uh, <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Dreed is Judd? Is that the motto from that film? No. That's the motto. Stop. <laughs> we can all agree that you're being pedantic. Um, I know. And I just think it's that guy being difficult, personally. I think he's doing it on purpose. Oh, um, of course he is. Get so anyway, this robot lands... Yeah, exactly. Lands at the nearby empty lot, and Naomi calls the robot Galactron, which combines... Uh, from the proposed names of Galaxy Dragon by Jetta and Salvation from Shin. The robot briefly analyzes Naomi, and Jetta believes that Galactron is a robot of justice and that um, it may be Orb's fighting ally. Maybe. So, uh, yeah, uh, gaining VTL and Shubakawa's approval, workers of the manufacturing plant begin to analyze it as much as possible. Um, what I love is that they, they tied it down. You right, put, put safety skates. tape around it, yeah. made sure it was as safe as they could get it to be. As long as it's not moving, we're fine. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, a little, <laughs> little bit of scaffolding, a bit of uh, a bit of um, ropes with like uh, stuff driven and stakes Stakes-y driven the into the ground. Yeah, it was like they were setting up something for the county fair. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, uh, during the evening, Kafune reveals that most of Galactron's structure is extraterrestrial. Some of its inner workings can, it was contained, like they violate the laws of physics here and here. Right, and stuff we've never Turtle. seen before, just yeah. doesn't work. Yeah, the tail is a weird sensor, um, and it seems that it's looking for something from beneath the ground. Now, at night, Guy watches uh, Shin asking the robot several questions. Kafune joins the Wanderer and reveals some details from their past. Um, he was a judge in a robot race. Okay. You know, that you have. That was a thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have fine with Derby. Apparently, Japan has robot races. That's fine. Oh, sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Dude, my, uh, trying to get my old man to build uh, a... Uh, you know, a Fine robot out of balsa wood would have been real tough. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, 
Now, um, uh, so yeah, he participated. He didn't do good. Um, he was not. And then the next year, he got like a scholarship uh, because he qualified for it. Um, and so that was a little bit of background on Shin. On the next day, uh, Naomi's sleeping in the SSP7, and uh, everybody else is enjoying uh, yucky silver bread as breakfast uh, from the leftovers that guy made the day before. Uh, Galactron suddenly wakes up and uh, kidnaps Naomi and uses her as its speech interpreter. I'm saying more human like, host is where I yeah. went with. Well, she's, you know, they, he's more like a robot host for her. Well, no, because her she was taken over by his intelligence. So, oh, yeah, okay, I'll buy that. That's where I went. Okay, because sure. they strapped her up in all kinds of wires and then put one of the wires in her ear and then she right. spoke for the robot. Some right. So yeah, why I, not? I don't know how that works. Sure, sure, sure. Plot. That's how <laughs> the script demands it. Exactly. Um, exactly. Hey, you know what's nice? Uh, a little inside baseball for everyone here. The fine people at Uber Conference have actually put a duration monitor uh, on this call that I can see the whole time now. Oh, very nice. Yeah, baby. That works. So, so now you know exactly how much time we have. Exactly. Exactly. I wish it did. A, yeah, it would be nicer if it did a countdown. We're about halfway through, just so you know. Um, okay. Uh, so then, uh, the, uh, robot decides that earth needs to be cleansed and start anew because, uh, there's wars going on, discrimination and tyranny at large and Galactron just opens fire on the factory and heads towards the city. Um, of course. Yeah. It so guy says, I'm going to stop all the fighting of everybody. And by the way, the way I do that is kill everybody. Yeah. Okay. By the way, the way I do that is. Yeah, burning, burning everything down and salting the earth. So, so it <laughs> sure, takes forever. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. You're starting at literal ground zero. Nothing. Um, uh, so, guy figures that uh, it was a robot that was. Oh, I didn't see this. What's that now? I I must have I must have partially drifted off during this part. That guy speculates that Galactron was uh, illegally dumped on the planet. Because its creators deemed it was a failure. Ah, I don't even. I think that's a. I don't remember that part either. But that's a great. That's a great plot point. Like I just put it on that backwater planet Earth. They're they're (laughs) savages. You know they're still using. They'll figure it out. Yeah, they're still using cars on the ground. (laughs) Come on, they don't even have jetpacks. This is ridiculous. Exactly. Leave it there. It's a dump. Um. And then, uh, so he transforms into orb and fights Galactron in the city uh, before trying to bring it towards the countryside to try to get it out of. It. And boy, does it do some! Does okay. it do some city damage? Of course, Holy moly! City damage. <laughs> There's so much good city damage. And I, I just think the whole, uh, the whole like when he, you know, he does this thing, and then these these like Doctor Strange sort of symbols appear and then you hear like and just just explosions everything everything, which is great yeah Uh, you would think that in the any world populated by Ultraman uh any the first appearance of an Ultraman some guy would be like well honey we're moving back the car (laughs) that's it this can this is not a good sign I've we seen enough of this to this know town. enough. We love the people, but look at that thing. We're leaving. <laughs> yeah. Tell your mother if she's not ready in 20 minutes, she's got to walk because this is not going to happen. Where are we exactly. going to go? I'm far away from the tall guy. That's what. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, 
uh, seeing the damage factory, Shin falls into submission and asks if he is responsible, but Kafune reassures him that everybody plays their part and Galactron's way of serving justice is not going to be accepted. Um, right. So Orb switches from Spacium Zephyrian to Hurricane Slash, but again was overpowered and stabbed in the stomach. Which is amazing. Exactly. Holy butts, right? I was that shocked. Was cool. I was amazed. I'm like, wait a minute. They can't kill him. How are they going to bring him back with a sword through his gut? Okay. Yeah. Well, it was an energy sword. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, because the script, <laughs> because the script, the script needs said it. so. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Um, let me see if I've got any trivia or anything here. Uh, this episode is a tribute to the original Ultraman episode, Present from the Sky, episode 35. I don't remember what happened in that, so I can't tell you oh, one that, way or the other. Wasn't that the first one with Galactron? No, Galactron is a... Uh, well, you know what? Why don't we do a mini monster minute um, while we're waiting? Galactron is a robot, 61 meters tall. Um, his homeworld is the cyber planet Kushia. Okay. So not space! Um, <laughs> which is shocking. Um his first this is his first appearance no it's not we've seen galactron before we are watching this out of order patrick <laughs> ah. <laughs> <laughs> fine fine <laughs> out the obvious yeah this this series was the one we skipped because gene was showing i got you okay <laughs> remember we watched x and we were like well gene just started so we'll do that Oh, speaking right. of, in a couple of days, June twentieth, uh, Ultraman Z. That's right. That's right. Can't now, wait. it's going to be great. Providing somebody provides subtitles, because I don't think the Super AF folks are releasing it subtitled right away. I don't think. I don't think. Why? That is annoying. Why do they you, not? So I know it costs money. I get no, it's it. not even that. It's not even that. It's the, um, like this is. You know, I think they have a mindset of this is a Japanese television show for Japanese audiences. And yes, I know other countries like it, but, you know, it's, I don't know why it's they wouldn't Japanese even do like, and we're going to keep it. Do, yeah, do a one week, uh, like Life. they used to do for Doctor Who. Yeah, but one then they realized to do it at the same time. It's a, it's a global world. Exactly. I mean, the you know, more they come can on. realize that, the better it would be for our podcast, don't they? You know? That's right. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and fandom in general. But uh, hello, exactly. Like, we're trying go. to help your product. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're you know we're we're doing everything we can, but uh, but yeah. So that's that was our uh, that was our uh, monster minute for Galactron. Yeah, that's not what I was going to say. The cliffhanger. That was our cliffhanger oh. moment, which, which really shocked me because I wasn't expecting a cliffhanger that fast. No, I was not. Usually, they, <coughs> if they put two different two-parters in one series, they're not on either side of the clip episode, which yeah. makes it interesting. I, I almost guarantee we're going to see another one. I hope so. I like yeah. the two-parter. I, like I especially like that too. one time we had a three-parter, which was cool. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that that kid that that's where we were like, oh, two parter. Wait a minute, still exactly. not finished. Yeah, good stuff. <laughs> let's get to uh, let's take a little break, and we'll be right back with the second part of the two parter. Never say never. 
This is Superfan Matt, and we'll be right back with more Science Patrol. And we are back with more of the Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. Um, now we're going to talk about Never Say Never from uh, the October 15th, 2016, yeah, directed again by Yuichi Abe and written by Sotaro Hayashi. Um, that is, of course, the 15th episode of Ultraman Orb. Yeah. Our quick synopsis is Guy is unable to stop Galactron and save Naomi. In order to finally stop the rampage, he decides to use Thunder Breaster again, but at what cost? Guest starring Sean Connery. <laughs> he never guest starred. <laughs> never Actually, say never, Pat. No, never say no. never, Pat. <laughs> I completely missed that one. <laughs> that's right. I snuck one in on you. Um, uh. <laughs> <laughs> so he's uh, still depressed over Galactron. Kafuni told Shin that there are two types of humans. One that doubts the task trusted by another and that the other being a person trusted to what it, holy there is no way that the person who wrote this, uh, their English is. English? <laughs> <laughs> they probably <sighs> just wrote it in Japanese and then translated it word for word without thinking of how it would sound. I don't know. Holy moly. Anyway, he's saying that there's two types of people. Uh, one that one that doubts things, uh, and the other one is that. Uh, Someone Knows trusts. That they're right every time. Yeah, no, yeah. Like the, the one person will doubt the thing that one person knows is right, and the other person knows is right the thing that the other person doubted. Does that make any sense at all? Very little. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'll take very little at this point. Uh, so, uh, of course, arriving at Orb's place, the Ultra Warrior has been stabbed uh, on the stomach by Galactron, and then, of course, disappears. Um, Galactron identifies Orb as being not from Earth and warns him not to interfere with his task. Um, right, because he, Galactron has to get rid of the low-level civilization. Which yeah, is because, nice. yeah, he says, oh, the whole problem with Earth is that it's a food chain. Yeah. So that's, you have to kill to survive. And it's like, dude, that's every place. Everywhere. Yes. Unless you were built by plant creatures that As survive on photosynthesis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unless it was a bunch of Groots that built hey, Galactron hey. and they were like, you know, we, we live on, um, on, uh, you know, photosynthesis and that's about it. Um, then yeah, no, that's how it works. So therefore Galactron says, I have to reset your civilization, but also nature. And then it wipes out a giant hunk of the countryside. Great. Great. Yeah, that was that was a beautiful special effect. Just unreal. They uh, went to town on the special mm -hmm. effects of these two episodes, and I yeah, love these, it. Yeah, uh, thank you, Subaru, for uh, your special effects people. They've done they've done it again. Magoo, exactly. you've done it again. Um, <laughs> so, not content on giving up, Shin and Kafuni try to use what they uh, receive from their research. Guy survives his injury and stares at Belial cards. Uh, stares at the Belial card, rather. And um, he's like, what am I going to do? Um, and then when, you know, when the uh, Galactron wrecks the countryside, uh, Shubakawa stops by and says, like, oh, a VTOL from uh, 
you know, from the uh, their science patrol, um, right, is on its way. Seeing that Galactron is, Guy makes a decision once more and uses Thunderbreaster. The VTL approaches uh, Galactron and fires the electric net, but uh, Thunderbreaster just knocks the VTO out of the way. Yes. And like, the plane actually crashes. We can see the crashes. explosion of the plane. Yeah. Yeah. And it was very much like, I love the fact that they recycled the old Science Patrol VTOLs into, into like the new generation series. Yeah. So slightly more the, modern stuff, which yeah, is very cool. We get cool. to see a nice new paint job on it. You know, it's very fit. It's blue instead of red. Uh, maybe a little sacrilegious. I might like the blue a little better. <laughs> You're allowed to say that. I know. You can I say I don't know. a different color. Dude, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. I don't know. The, the Ultra <laughs> fandom is very, very staunch in their beliefs. You're allowed your We're called the science patrol for crying out but you're allowed That's, to have different tastes. I, I like. Not I, I think it's better. It's better. I like. Yeah. <laughs> I think I said I think it's better, but I don't know. I may violate our <laughs> charter. I'll have to check the bylaws. <clears throat> <laughs> so uh, the Ultraman Orb and um, Galactron start duking it out. And uh, Thunderbreaster is not nearly as like unnerving this time because you kind of know what you're in for. Uh, right, but you know it's going to be a little viol more violent than any other form. A little bit. Uh, he rips off the monster's right arm. Um, yes. The braid was ripped off, um, which of course frees Naomi from the from the, um, from the influences of Galactron, but right. the Ultra somehow, Warrior... While you're ripping off the braid, somehow that is also the wire that goes into her ear, which controls her head. Well, I sure, think that's some sure. sort of psychic... Uh, the braid is some sort of psychic antenna. Sure, he <laughs> seeing if that, uh, he and he floated, seeing if that might take. Uh, <laughs> sure, it sounds good enough. <laughs> yeah, why not? Why not? Oh, you know what I can do for that? Hold on, science. Uh, so, science. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I left it on the shelf by accident. That's um, all right. Yeah. Um, so they're watching Galactron get just beat up. And exactly. they're like, Naomi's in there. This is ridiculous. And uh, Jet is like, hey, Orb, you got to get your, your stuff together. And then, of course, um, uh, the robot again uh, comes up, returns fire, and Orb has no choice but to use his finishing move. And uh, it throws a, an unconscious Naomi out. Uh, Right. Then brought to the hospital. Uh, yeah, it just absolutely. That's insane. Uh, yeah, it was it was nuts. Like Natasha appears, um, shedding tears. Uh, and Guy finds himself in a dimensional subspace, witnessing Belial as the source of his troubles. He delivers a punch, bringing him back to the real world, and he rushes off to the hospital. Yes. Um, the doctors state that uh, she'll be unconscious for a while, and it's really up to her whether she's going to pull her, pull or not. Uh, Shubakawa goes out to call his sister, um, and Shin is the one who is. Uh, I think he. Th I think he's taking a lot of the blame for it because he thinks that, uh, like, well, he, he liked the Galactron, and right, he he knows that Galactron might have been right, but then the owner of the spring. 
uh, factory says, no, 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 humans can change. They just yeah. have to decide to change. They have right. art and they can change. Right. Uh, then one of the employees comes out and reveals that the, the VTOL's pilot was saved due to the springs but, in the ejection system. Right. That we have created. That we, so that's something. And that, that was exactly, that was, a, that was a uh, ridiculously wholesome moment in this, uh, in this episode. I really liked that. Like, see, we did a good thing. We made those springs. Um, you know, what I really liked this. <coughs> they were like, before they had their, uh, before they had their dinner, the boss was like, all right, tomorrow we start working on the next model. And they're all like, wait, what? (laughs) 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 The perfect spring. And they're like, yeah, but we could make it better. And they're all like, yay. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) He's like, come on, we could do better than this. You know how it is. Um, So a guy arrives at Naomi's side and declares that Orb's actions are unforgivable. Uh, right. Jetta also agrees with that, and Kofuni delivers another handful of advice comparing how a person's dark side is like Orb's thunderbruster form, and if one learns to accept their darker side, they will soon be free from it. Um, Naomi regains consciousness, and Guy takes his leave, believing he can no longer stay by her side. Right, because now he can no longer protect her because he's not sure what he's going to do in with the Belial portion of his persona i guess right he then goes back to the uh burn forest and picks the belial card up once more right right so this was a cool two-parter yet. no oh, yeah no, we need belial yeah well need is a strong word <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i don't think anybody needs belial let's be honest i need belial <laughs> I, you know, and I, I'm going to keep repeating this until, um, hopefully, um, hopefully that like we get, even if they did it as a web series, I want to see, I want to see Belial, like the, the fall of Belial arc from when okay. he was a real, you know, like a regular old ultra named Belial for some reason. And uh, <laughs> this is my kid, not? Satan. You know, like, <laughs> good, tell your sister Leviathan to come inside and do the dishes. Exactly. <laughs> and get Behemoth out of the garden while you're at it, okay? So, um, yeah, I would like to see that. And eventually, I would really like to see um, his redemption. I would love to see him I don't think he can be redeemed because he is the actual ultimate evil. And he thinks ah. he's doing good, but he... Be- oh, no, he knows, absolutely- he's, he knows he's evil. He's, you know how they say most of the time, like, oh, the bad guy doesn't think to the bad guy. He totally knows he's the bad guy. <laughs> but, but the, like, none, almost none of the ultra bad guys are like, I'm doing this for my species survival. Almost none of them. There are some. Um, well, I mean, in this episode, we have Galactron, who is doing it for the good of the universe. I'll get rid of this species that is just killing everything. Yeah, in theory, that's what they're... Yeah, in theory, like, uh, it has a, it has good intentions. Unfortunately, exactly. it's, a murdering, it's a murdering death machine. <laughs> you say it like it's a bad thing. I'm confused. Know, right? Oh, how about the Rocket <laughs> Fist, though? I enjoyed the Rocket oh, Fist. Oh, Rocket Fist was super cool. Rocket Fist, oh. that then... They can hover and shoot. 
Exactly. Like, it's great. Overkill? Probably. <laughs> nah. Awesome? Yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I, I think this is kill. Yeah, absolutely. I I I think Galactron's a great um I really love the fact that like Galactron's a great enemy. I like the origin story that we have here. Um yes. and I thought it was really nice that um we had a plane we show the VTL going down between two hills and then the explosion, which is something yep. that we haven't seen in a long, long time. No, like, absolutely it's, it's, not. It's a show of throwback, no doubt. It's That's definitely Love yeah, it. it's definitely it's that I like I saw that and I was like, Oh, it's like sixty six Ultraman all over again. That's really <laughs> And then, of course, they do have to give you the fact that the pilot did survive the crash and all of that. Fun well, it's the whole so spring thing. I didn't exactly. even because when they were talking about how they make the springs for the for the um, for the comp, you know, for the for the for the military, science, yeah, for the military. I was like, the hell do they need all those springs for? I'm like, it's not like they use the VTOLs. They're like, all right, boys, take the park and break off. And they go boing, and then they shoot <laughs> off into the sky. <laughs> fair point fair point which would what, could you imagine they land right so they turn the engine off and, and then a bunch of dudes come out and they hook a like a bungee cord to the bottom of it and there's just a bunch of guys cranking at the bottom of the handles <laughs> to like get the tension in the springs built up and then when they go to fight True. the monsters there's a guy in the they're like, all right, guys, strap in. He like releases the emergency brake, and they go, and they snap right up, <laughs> straight into the air, and then, <laughs> then they hit the engines, and they're like, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> that's VTOL as designed by an eleven-year-old. Sure. <laughs> we just use big springs, right? And then we'll yeah, just, that works. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why he's a kid from Newsies. All of a sudden, yeah. So we use these big springs, right? And then we shoot <laughs> the plane up and bang, zoom, off to fight the monsters. What do you say, Kowalski? You know, Sounds good. <laughs> yeah, that's great. But yeah, so uh, I'm I'm really excited. We should uh, we should uh, maybe we'll have an Ultraman Z episode coming soon. I hope so. I hope yeah. so. We'll, we'll keep, stay tuned to this podcast, kids. I know you're. Exactly. I know you will. But thank you again once <laughs> uh, again for tuning in. We couldn't do this without you. We want to thank again the fine people at Fandom. Uh, for the Ultraman Wikia, because again, this would be a so much, much more harder without this. Oh God, yes. <laughs> oh God, yes. Um, I well, I was very worried that when the uh, uh, this guy Wayne Brain used to have this Ultimate Ultraman website, and he one day just said, "I'm done. Go outside," and took it all down. Really? But, yep. He's like, "I'm finished. Go outside." Oh, and we were, everybody was like, "But." Wait, could someone else run it? And he did, like, <laughs> apparently he was just it done was with his. it. Yeah. Right. I was like, mm-hmm. uh, it, and it was great. It was like an Ultraman encyclopedia. It, <clears throat> In retrospect, not as good as something like the Wikia, which is everybody can build on it. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. But anywho, uh, since we're down to the last moments of this call. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, I just want to say thanks to everybody. Uh, rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, follow us on Twitter and our new Instagram, which is going to be converted to uh, Ultraman Podcast. It's currently the Science Patrol, but you know, for branding purposes, I'm going to change it to everything else, you know, what everything else is. Um, okay. And that's where I'm doing Physical Media Monday, and I'm trying to do as much 
extra content as I can there. Okay. So that's about it. Um, maybe this weekend we'll record the missing episode again. Okay. Instead of doing that's a new episode. Four, right? Yeah. So it'll do nice and quick. All right. Okay. So guys, on behalf of the Science Patrol, I'm Rich Conroy. I'm Pat Rooney. Sally Ford. Take care, everybody. Music for this podcast is provided by Terminal Sunburn. Visit terminalsunburn.bandcap.com. Post-production by Casey Kittle for Faces for Radio Productions. Visit us on the web at ultramanpodcast.com or find us on Facebook. Our email address is ultramanpodcast at gmail.com. The Science Patrol can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and wherever else you find your podcasts. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Until next time, for the Science Patrol, I'm Gretchen Brooks from the Kaiju Cast.